Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. Joined by only half of the panel because the other half is a wall. He decided that I needed to go correct catch it, catch in those scratch off tickets of theirs. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with it. No, uh, Chris Rudder unfortunately got pulled into work, and uh, Colin unfortunately is having uh, some technical issues. Will be joining us hopefully at some point, but until then, the master of the news buffet, Mr. Don Smith. What's happening? Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be able to make the show either. I'm going to have to go right now. So I'm just kidding. No, I'm glad to be okay. here, man. Glad to be here. But we could we can press on with just us and it's still going to be a great show. That's the beauty of it. No, Absolutely. okay. Maybe, and of maybe course not. the lovely <laughs> the lovely the lovely lovely Serenity Stone. Hello, hello. <laughs> I think we can rock it out. There you go. <laughs> it's funny. I've known this girl for over 20 years, and I can still kind of make her blush. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, right, guys, so first and foremost, it's been brought to our last I do. I do know her weaknesses, like uh, rocks, broken bottles. <laughs> You know, <laughs> 50, uh, 50 foot floors. Yeah. That's everybody's weakness. <laughs> and chocolate. Um, it was it was brought to our attention week, unfortunately, that uh, we had reported on the Metallica show during Collins Corner last week, uh, doing the drive-in show to uh, uh, basically a live performance. And from what we have discovered, it's not going to be a live performance, but in actuality, it's supposed to be uh, snippets and all previous concerts that they have done. Am I saying that correctly, Serenity? Yeah, as far as I could tell, it's happening multiple places, multiple cities at the same time or different times. And it's going to be live videos of them playing other shows, maybe like in Brazil, maybe in other countries. But yeah, it's not actually Metallica's going up on stage and you pay this $115 to go see Metallica in your car. It's not set up that way. So um, I wish there are a few other bands that are going to be coming around. I hear, but I can't let that information leak just yet, but some bands will be starting to come back soon. 
All right. Yeah. The, the reason I found that weird uh, the, uh, on reporting and, and decided that we would retcon this is because of, I find that the, that the advertising is really kind of falsified. And I mean, I've listened to to uh, radio stations like Hair Nation on on Sirius XM where they are reporting that this Metallica concert is them performing live. So it, it, it's weird that that. Uh, it's being it's being uh, advertised as live, or instead of it's just live snippets. You know what I mean? Well, I think that they might have like a recording studio that they could play in, so it will have like some live actual them playing, but it's not live playing. It's like live streaming. It's it is a misinterpretation of advertisement. I think that. I wouldn't say that it's falsifying advertisement, but it's just giving you a lead on that it's a little bit more personal than what we want it to be. I mean, let's all face it. We want to still go to these stadium shows. We still want to see our bands play. So I think that it feeds into that desire. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, yeah. And they don't really read the fine print on what it's going to entail, what it actually includes. But it does include two free downloads for their newest album, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, I think it's worth it either way. I honestly, there's six places around me that are doing it and I'm thinking I might go, but um, yeah, it'll be entertaining to say the least. You know, you know, I haven't seen Metallica since the nineties. <laughs> I would love to go to the show to see it. And I'm curious about the, the download of the latest album. Are we talking uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct or are we talking the new S&M 2? Because I wasn't aware of that released yet. You know, I haven't done all the full detail, like information search about what it, what it downloads from. I could look it up really fast, but um, it just said, and two free downloads of our newest album. So I think that it's the remake they're coming out with, the first one. I, I really do think that uh, it's not SM2. I think that it's something new that they're putting out for us. So, and two downloads, I mean, from a digital download, you could really network that to a lot of people. That is true. You know, there, there are there are ways of. I'm I'm not going to promote the ways that you can do with that with a digital download. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, especially if it's Metallica. I'll say that from this perfect. I mean, from a news standpoint, it's not Don, Metallica. I, I said that last. They're making it news. I mean, that's all they're doing. Their advertisement is a news break, right? On. See, you're stealing my segues. It's time for the new buffet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, hey, welcome aboard to the News Buffet. Why the News Buffet? Because it may not be worth a damn, but there's a hell of a lot of it. We're going to keep rolling on. We got some fun, fun stuff we got to talk about. We got some important stuff, uh, not political, 
unless you're a monkey. Uh, throughout history, heroes have appeared when things become their darkest. That may be the case in a small town in rural Japan, where local farmers have been dealing with hordes of hungry monkeys eating up potatoes, onions, eggplants, and cucumbers for the last month. According to... Uh, okay, I'm not even going to try this. <laughs> I'm not even going to try that news organization because it's like jaw fucking human. Uh, a Japanese language publication in the uh, prefecture of uh, Fuki. <sighs> F-U-K-U-I. Fuki. Fuki. I'm, I'm thinking. Fuka? Yeah. Uh, now help is on the way in the form of three older women who call themselves the, quote, monkey busters. The trio use air guns to scare monkeys away from the crops. Uh, the website says the women are so dedicated to the cause that they show up to a monkey sighting still in their aprons, so not a moment of monkey scaring is wasted. The monkey busters don't actually kill their targets. Instead, they fire warning shots that are followed up with firecrackers and other loud noises. Who are you going to call? <laughs> That's the monkey busters right there. Wow, I'm still back on the spooky thing because it just makes me think that it's like one of their cats that they're just beating up to eat or something. Like, oh, that's just spooky, you know? Almost food. We're just raising this little kitty. I don't. What? Seriously, monkey busters? Monkey busters? Yeah, don't, don't get don't get stuck on the spooky. Okay, but but now I'm thinking monkeys fling poo, right? So they need their aprons. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow, that must be a bear. I don't know. I'm putting it together differently. <laughs> what was that? It, it just sounds like the next. It just sounds like the next generation of. It just sounds like yeah. the generation of Pokemon to me. You got just obvious Pokemon, and then three ladies running around trainers going to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do have I do have a picture of the monkey busters if you'd like to share that on the screen because they are definitely uh, yeah. an intimidating bunch. <laughs> Yep, that's that, if you that got problems with your monkey, <laughs> these are the three ladies to call right here. It's almost like Charlie's if you Angel. You got a problem with your monkey, <laughs> ladies will take it. It yep, really Charlie's Angel really. monkey division. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I got. I do have to ask. I got to ask the group of us making the Charlie's Angel show. Would that be considered slightly racist since they're Asian? No. What's that? Look out for Charlie's up in the tree. <laughs> oh, well, I don't even think that way. So, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> they got the moves, you know? Just making sure we're not crossing <laughs> any boundaries. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That, that, that was. That was a wonderful story about mon monkey busting heroes. That was. There's nothing racist there. No. Not even if you right, make it sure. Make it sure. Right, right. <laughs> and monkeys only do fling on poo occasionally. No, only you would think Charlie's Angels means something other than really cute, sexy, badass chicks. Like Right, right. Only you. 
You're mine. Well, it depends which rendition of the movies you're talking about. The TV show, absolutely. The first movie, sure. The newest movie, uh-uh. <laughs> I remember the TV show. I've never seen any of the movies, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, God. Some of them are cute. Yeah. I like Charlie's Angels. They're they're funny. The newest one I found stupid and I couldn't get into it. And it was like 10 minutes in. I was just laughing so hard I wanted to pee my pants. <laughs> well, they, they need a new one where they're firing air rifles at monkeys to chase them away from fruit. Oh, did you know bananas are radioactive? Who? Like bananas in general are radioactive? Yes, all bananas are radioactive. So maybe these monkeys are tired of the radioactive food and they want the organic food. Therefore, they're going after the gardens, right? That makes sense. Because you And honestly, from a safety standpoint, you don't want radioactive monkeys. That's where King Kong comes from. <laughs> we need Godzilla next. Right, right. That, that would be a radioactive... If you have lizards eating radioactive bananas, you're going to have Godzilla. This is this is how these things develop. Well, uh, just, keep just let everybody away. know while we were yes. speaking. I, yep, I saw. While we were speaking, I did get contacted by one uh, Colin Washburn. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. So let's right. go ahead and continue on with the uh, news buffet. He'll jump in with Absolutely. Police in Connecticut are warning residents to keep a, keep a distance from an aggressive escaped beefalo, a hybrid of domestic cow and a bison. Uh, the Plymouth Police Department said the beefalo bull belonged to a Massachusetts farmer and the escaped animal from, the animal escaped from a trailer outside the Plymouth Meats Processing Facility. Uh, the animal fled slaughter on August 3rd, but was not spotted again until it surfaced more than two weeks later in the Terryville section of Plymouth. Police said officers located the bull Wednesday right near Route 72, but their brief capture attempt was called off when the animal displayed aggressive behavior. Again, here we go, uh, developing hybrids. This is a <laughs> this is a cow-bison mix. That's a hell of a lot of bull. <laughs> Yeah. We yeah, and he's, he's ready to go, too. So that's... We, <laughs> there's some bad things that can happen yeah. with this combination. <laughs> just, just as is the case with radioactive monkeys and radioactive lizards, the last thing you want to do is mess with Mother, Mother Nature and cross a bull with the bison. This is the problem we're going to have. I'm telling you, like... And Serenity will understand this one, uh, especially in the group right now. It's like looking at a baby sonogram and you didn't necessarily want to know the, the child's sex, but it's just unavoidable once you see it. You know, that's what's going through my head is why is there foreign order legs? Like, that, that is just not right. <laughs> I want to know why it's in the middle of the stomach. <laughs> Because that's how much of it there is. It goes all the way. <laughs> and I want to point this out, be. too. <laughs> you don't want to go up against yeah. any animal with balls. Right <laughs> you know, he has a small brain, it though. Looks, Look at that. It, it literally looks like... 
It, it literally it looks, looks like they didn't bother cutting the umbilical cord closer to the stomach. <laughs> right. They're going to slaughter him that quick. It's a beefalo. He might grow a lot faster. So they didn't have time for the umbilical cord to heal before they just went ahead and sent him to slaughter. But look at this smug face. Like, yeah, I know my balls are huge. I hate him. I hate this cow. Get Let's get rid of him. Oh, he get him back to the slaughterhouse. We'll eat oh, this motherfucker. No, he he's <laughs> but I think he's radioactive in my he book. Right. I want to eat his radioactive <laughs> meat and grow my testicles to that size too. I wonder how quarter of a leg. All right, let's get off the bull balls. Got, got a quarter of a leg. There. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. That smug loose look on his face. He's got that McDonald's look like, oh, yeah, baby, uh, over a billion served right here. Like, this is <laughs> a horny mother. This is like an Austin oh, yeah. hour. Right yeah. Like, how do, how do you oh, like your people? Bringing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have never heard like, Fucking what? What was it? The the, the the poodle mix that that they were talking about for a while. Oh, like, like the, the, the dog or where they, like they mix like. Uh, yeah, shit like that. Like, wasn't that bad enough? Did they really have to mix a buffalo and a cow? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Well, Jeez, I, I guess they right. you want more meat because bison's got a lot of meat, but I guess they just still want to call it beef. So I don't know what they're what the hell okay. they're thinking of that. So so since bacon and chicken go so well together, are we going to do some chicken pigs or something and get some like is there something exotic meat on this next? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's just let's just combine all the good things that's, till we ruin that's all. Breakfast. I I think that sounds that is delicious. Literally breakfast in one animal: eggs and bacon. <laughs> Animal. Right, that would be perfect. <laughs> we need pigs that can lay eggs. <laughs> I wonder what a platypus egg would taste like. That's like a mammal that lays an egg. Sorry, a little off topic on that, but I've just something I've always I been curious to... about. What does a platypus eat? No, I, I literally. I think I think a platypus is a vegetarian. I think I think it's an, uh, an herbivore. So you know it's. It's a grazing animal, I guess. I don't what know. Do you think, don't what do you know. think? Uh, really... It tastes a lot what like think, whatever. Uh, you think? Uh, so, like, come, like, come. The the rumor is that it is uh, actually flavors the. You've never heard, like, if you eat pineapple, that that the uh, the semen oh. will taste like pineapple. How did we get there from a platypus, though? That's what. <laughs> Look, I've experimented long and hard on this. I'm backing because she's saying whatever the platypus eats is what the egg is going to taste like. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Look, we got Colin here. Look, we got Colin here. I'll ask Colin right here, right now, I'll put on the spot. Colin, I think a platypus egg will taste like whatever it eats, like cum. I don't even know what to say to that. Well, welcome to the show, Colin. It's good to see you. That was so immediate. I am dinner first, okay? 
<laughs> All right, we we got we, we got I'm another sorry, item on the buffet since we're stuck with platypus. Come now, we'll we'll move forward on the buffet. because there's a, there's an exciting new game you can play. A New York-based developer's new video game takes a new twist on the concept concept of a flight simulator by offering the realistic experience of taking a long commercial flight in economy class. Airplane Mode, a game developed by Hoseiji Algae of AMC Games, is billed as the only flight simulation where play where game players uh, can experience the intense excitement of being an economy class passenger on a long haul flight. Are you shitting me? Do they? Do you need somebody with a tray Please to come tell me this is like elbow a while your foot falls asleep because it's jammed into the seat in front of you? I guess that's yeah. Yeah, fucking, fucking annoying ass toddler to keep in the back of your seat. <laughs> right, the, the game allows players All to simulate right. the experience of taking a long flight in real in real time. So you can sit there for ten hours if you're taking a a, a simulated flight to Europe. I don't know. That's that's just dumb. Uh, but you can do activities uh, including rifling through an in-flight magazine. Uh, completing Sudoku puzzles, watching movies from the 1930s, and looking out the window, which features realistic satellite imagery of the flight path. Does it simulate the drooling of the person next to you that's passed out on your shoulder? It should. It should. You, you should. You should be able. You should actually be able to just take a nap while you're playing. That's that's should be a part of the game. The nap challenge. Yeah, I want the points from that one, please. The whole. I don't the whole oversized yeah. dude who's taking over. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he gets. I, I I can understand, you know, COVID nineteen travel restrictions. A lot of people are missing the experience of traveling. Uh, but this is know. stupid. I mean, okay. that's... <laughs> I, I have a different idea. Okay, so I don't think that this is for us. I think that this is for, let's say, a shadow government agency to find out which ones of us can actually complete a 20-hour flight without going insane. Because, you know, if they're doing manned missions to Mars, if they're doing anything with this whole space flight stuff, they're going to need to know which one of us won't go insane when we go in space, you know? So maybe it's just a cover game for finding out who actually enjoys to be sitting there for 20 hours doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that well, makes, you know, a lot of video games, you know, a lot of video games have, have been accused of being uh, intentionally designed for like military applications, like to see who could handle uh, the, the complex money button mashing and shit like that to be able to control drones and shit in the military basically. Um, so I mean that I wouldn't put it past that. However on the opposite end of the coin I would almost look at it kind of like Sims. like uh, Not Sims but Sim City. if you guys remember Sim City back in the day where you're building your, your residential, your commercial, your industrial area and you're getting bored with it right? But you can turn around and decide, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send a natural disaster into my city and fuck it up. Well, I think that's the way you excite this game. You're on an eight-hour flight 
going to hit the option to have a fucking terrorist take over there, and it's your job to try to save the plane. That's the upgrade. You know what I mean? But can you play the terrorist? Because that might this might be another training simulator for that. This might this might be another psychological evaluation where they're seeing how many people get bored and decide to be the terrorist. Your name's going to go on a list with this one. Now, here's the thing. This game is actually expected to re release on PC and Mac computers this year, and it currently offers two flights, a six-hour trip from New York to Reykjavik, Iceland, and a two-and-a-half-hour flight from New York to Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's all. Two flights. That's all you get with this game. I'm sure they'll come out with an expansion pack later on, but it's, it's so, just to make more money. Go, though. That's, that's very interesting locations for other reasons we don't need to talk about, but that's very interesting locations to choose. Yeah, why particularly those ones? I have some Especially ideas. When I imagine there's got to be a crash scenario. I, I, I'm, I'm serious. That's why you're flying over the ocean and you know, they don't oh, want to yeah. crash in, in the middle of Colorado. Yeah, let's yeah, simulate. Playing the crash in the middle of Colorado. Yeah. Do, do, do you get to simulate, simulate like an alive situation? Like the movie Alive with the, the, uh, the whole <laughs> story of the... Uh, I think that would be a more interesting game. Yeah, but does every flight come with a free volleyball? <laughs> oh yeah, there How you about go. That's, flyer yeah. And yeah. then ice skate for every person. Yeah, that's that should be the new that that'll be that'll be there one of the expansion packs. It'll be it'll be the the uh, what the hell is it? the castaway expansion pack? <laughs> yeah, Wilson, Wilson edition. Is that Wilson. YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Wilson edition. Uh, sanitation workers cleaned out of all the toilets. <laughs> we're, we're going to poo humor now. Sanitation workers cleaning out a vault toilet in the Flathead National Forest in Montana said they found a, quote, poop-soaked phone at the bottom of the toilet tank and were shocked to discover that it still works. <laughs> Who tested it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tracy Cole Sanitation said he and his team were cleaning out the tank of a vault toilet near Holland Lake when he spotted the iPhone 11 Pro at the bottom. Now I was kind of in shock, like, whoa, there's a phone. <laughs> we tried <laughs> All right, we tried to not suck it up or whatever. <laughs> and then we went to get the grabbers. We have some grabbers that can grab like bottles and stuff. Cody grabbed it out. Well, good for Cody. Get the shit phone, Cody. <laughs> this is their. This is the new A A one sanitation shit phone. Got an emergency? Call our shit phone. We'll be right there. <laughs> Look, we, can we be honest for a second here? We, we before you, we, we got to be honest. If there was ever a better advertisement for your iPhone 11, this is it. You get this fucker and it will still work. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, Cal and his teammates Cody Evert and Tanner Stevenson sanitized the phone, plugged it in, were shocked to discover it still worked. <sighs> they weren't able to get any information from the... 
the screen was locked, so they couldn't even use it. All this trouble, and the screen was locked. And employees at Verizon and Apple said they were unable to access the information on the device without the owner's permission. So they went back into the shitter to try to find the owner, I guess. <laughs> They're the sleuths. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, did you find a finger in there so we can try to swipe? <laughs> I can just see somebody from Verizon standing over the shitter, hollering down. Is anybody down there? Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me now? <laughs> My only concern is this. How did the phone get in there? When I was standing up, uh, the entire girl was standing, sitting down, it's through their legs, and it's like, oh, shit. Or was it one of those situations where people like to stick things up their rectum because of the way they're shaped or the way they vibrate, you know? And stuff? Uh, yeah. This, like, how I is think, this person storing their phone? I think this was a breakup situation. <laughs> he threw his phone in the shitter. No. That's, what he, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. Well, maybe he was talking shit on his phone and the, right. his girlfriend right. got ticked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She stole his phone and then it had a facial, facial like, I'll go recognition the lock and she said, well, he's a piece of shit and tried to unlock it that way. Plop. Yep. Plop, plop. There you go. It's high on pot. So. Yeah. He's just stone. Uh, dropped it. Look, you, guys are, you guys are being so negative. Maybe. You guys are being so negative that it was some sort of nasty breakup and all that. We all know that especially on iPhone nothing but goddamn telemarketer calls and sooner or later you're just like you know what fuck it okay. <laughs> well it is an iphone it might actually I work don't better have being in there replacements. Ooh. <laughs> is that covered under your your policy maybe it was a magic i believe it sure. is maybe it was a magic trick Let's be fair. Maybe, had a, maybe they had a bunch of kids in there and said, hey, kids, look, I'm going to turn this iPhone into an Android right now. <laughs> look, now oh, damn snap. Uh, you bring up a good point. You bring up, it could have been an amateur magician. He was just starting out. He was like in the town over doing a disappearing phone trick, and that's where it reappeared. He had no idea where he was sending it, and that's just where it went. And now this poor beginning magician has to buy this audience member a new phone. I don't know. It's it's more positive than the breakup story because it's a hard learned lesson for this young for young Alexander the Great. But <laughs> but now, right now he's just Alexander the pretty shitty. <laughs> Alexander the Silent. He doesn't have a phone anymore. Right, right. <laughs> I just he put on airplane mode. Are like, I wonder if there's a diamond ring down in there. You know, like along with the phone. So it was a serious breakup. Well, you know, if you could see the phone, Oof. think about what you can see. Well, does right. the flashlight still work on the phone? Maybe you can find some more stuff in there. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big bag of weed in there. Oh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I am really tossed up on this. 
this one because of the nature of the phone works. But like in that situation, say you dropped your phone into a porta potty, are you really going after that motherfucker? See, this is this is where I'm I'm drawn on the fence. It's like a touch deck that's been through every fucking Mexican construction worker who's had burritos for lunch right now. I did pay two thousand dollars for fucking fun. <laughs> I, I would report it lost or stolen. You know, like what is the line? Do I? Yeah, that that's a stolen <laughs> phone right there. It's like somebody stole it. I don't know what happened. Some piece of shit stole my phone. Some piece of shit <laughs> off of my phone. <laughs> Good call. Wow. Some piece of shit or some piss ant took off my shit. I can see this hanky the Christmas poo digging it out and cut the cell phone and be like, hey, boys, I got you a cell phone. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Would you like to see me no oh, phone Jesus Christ. That, that is that is the apple. That is, is literally the new uh, advertising commercial for for the iPhone 12. Is Mr. Hanky popping out of a toilet with the iPhone? Like, hey, yeah, that's, that's the that's the ringtone it comes with. Is hey, you smell awful lot like flowers? Oh my god. <laughs> Police in Luxembourg uh, said they captured a wall. Police in Luxembourg said they captured a wallaby several days after it escaped from the uh, owner's property across the Belgian border. Investigators said that they were they had been pursuing the wallaby, the smaller cousin of the kangaroo, for about a week when it was finally captured Thursday. Uh, near uh, in, in a town uh, located near the border with Belgium, uh, police said the wallaby had escaped from a private owner in Belgium and crossed the border where it was dubbed a jumper. Isn't that cute? Who gives a shit? Then uh, <laughs> they they found him in a toilet. Apparently, no, they didn't. But that's all it is. That's, that's, you'd think this would be a more fun story. <laughs> this story right here just serves as proof. That I don't read this shit before I put it out here. <laughs> Wallaby, they got him. All right, moving yeah, here's, on. Here's the one question. Here's, here's the one question that I that I pull away from that whole entire or that, that that whole entire report is: Can you domesticate a kangaroo or wallaby? Like, is that even able to own an animal? Like that? Should you though? <laughs> People own kangaroos, but should they? You're right. They have a kick that you kill. I don't want one. Yeah, oh, I, I don't want horses. Okay. Well, that's so, why they opted for the wallaby. It's not as deadly. I gotta say, no, I know kangaroos are protected. You could have uh, horses I, so cheap right now. Because of coronavirus, there's so many homeless horses. I almost bought a really beautiful horse for $300. Of course, of course. Why if you have a horse, let's do it. Get Say peanut butter. You want a cow bison. Well, Whoa. we could do whatever we want with it from there, but I think it'd be kind of fun to like use it as our mascot and like have it play pranks on the neighborhood, like take a shit on their front porch or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could do that. Depends on your neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Hey, my so, neighbors. Awesome. Like my neighbors, just- I can do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have some fun with the neighbors. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, we'll do. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. We'll wrap this thing up. A man from Minnesota has just secured the Guinness World Record for the tallest mohawk. An accomplishment that undoubtedly makes up for the fact that he will never fit through the doorway of his loved one's home ever again. Uh, Joseph Grissomore, a social worker from Park Rapids, began his quest for a Guinness record back in 2007, but refused to shave the sides of his head, a requirement for the full Mohican mohawk, according to Guinness World Records. Uh, and he instead tried for the title of tallest Mohican mohawk spike but failed by his own admission. Uh, the record for tallest spike is currently held by uh, Kazahiro Watanabe, uh, who, whose due measured a few inches taller than Grismer's of uh, 44.68 inches. This is this is this is an awesome hairdo. Uh, Thirteen years later, however, Grismer officially nabbed the world the Guinness World title <laughs> with his current title, Mohican Mohawk, measuring forty-two point five inches. Isn't that a thing of freaking beauty, right there? <laughs> yeah, I never knew a motorcycle could be wind power. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm wondering. Like uh, yeah, I'm wondering how much product he has. I think he's put, he was he did not just ride that motorcycle to where he currently is. Otherwise, it would be out this way. It wouldn't be up unless he leaned his head back, and then he wouldn't be able to see where he was going. So, I don't yeah. like staged pictures like this. It's just it's, it's so so misleading. Well, first of all, I look at him, and he kind of it looks like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> With like the snap of the snum not me. <laughs> like Wayne Static. <laughs> Wayne. Let's see if we can get I a bigger just, picture here. You know what? Know. I never got the Mohawk thing to begin with, but if you, if I, I never got the Mohawk thing to begin with, but I mean, but that that looks like somebody which played with the blade out. I mean, <laughs> see, we could dress Chris up like that. We just got to get him some fake hair and a big can of moose. Yeah, yeah, that's there. You go. We don't even need fake hair. We don't even need fake hair. We got to make Chris mad by the end of our season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's got a long way to go because he's got like nothing up there right now. So, well, that's all right. We could we could get some hair from somewhere. It's Plus, a challenge. There's lots of horse hair around right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Ch ch All right. Well, I I think that's going to wrap it up for the news buffet. If we're if we're good ending on. <laughs> Ending on that, and the man's conquest of his hair follicles for the uh, for the Guinness World Record. Congratulations to what was his name, uh, Joseph Grismore. You are uh, somebody's hero, I'm sure. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for the, listening to another news <sighs> Well, sometimes a mohawk can make it or break it. 
you know, I, I dated a girl who said that she had a boyfriend for a little while who was cool and everything, and then one day he showed up with a punk jacket with a bunch of patches and a mohawk, and she said they broke up within days after that. Yeah, that's. I think that was his goal. It could be. Yeah, I think he was like, I'm going to make her break up with me because I don't want to be the dick. So he showed up like that knowing that it was going to be in. <laughs> Lo and behold, he's still a friend of mine. Yeah. See, it worked. He wasn't the asshole in the situation, so you got to still be friends. <laughs> yeah, I could just see him with a mohawk dancing into her bedroom. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? I think of the Mohawk more like trolls, where you could like whip it around and grab stuff with it. So maybe they could have used that instead of the tongs in order to get the iPhone out of the potty. Just yeah. Put on. Yeah. yeah, call old call old shithead to come in and get this. <laughs> you know what though? Thank, thank you, Serenity. Thank you. I've been sitting there the whole entire time staring at that commercial, uh, staring at that picture, trying to capture trolls. But <laughs> like, I hope that dude drool on his belly button. <laughs> yeah, I'm just surprised. I didn't know that uh, there was a that's type of mohawk hard. called the Mohican. Yeah, I think that's the original. The original mohawk is the Mohican. Right, like they used in the movie, The Last of the Mohicans. So does that <laughs> racist? What's that? Well, I don't think it's necessarily racist. I think I think the idea, I think the idea of the Mohawk was started by the Native American people. So I think I think it's more like tribute than racism. Okay, cool. Because you know, I didn't think Charlie's Angels would be anything either. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, Colin missed well, the uh, Colin Colin wasn't missed the Monkey Buster story, so he doesn't. He he does. Yeah, you you have to go back and watch later, Colin. There, there was the, the three three women in Japan that that are the Monkey Busters, and they go they get called in whenever whenever monkeys are causing trouble. Whenever you have a problem, monkey, call the Monkey Busters. Is that like the 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 redneck critter getting guy that climbs into your house with a skunk? It's very close, very similar, I think. Yeah, it's just three little old ladies in aprons with firearms that shoot air. They have air guns, air rifles. Going after monkeys? Going after? <laughs> going after monkeys? Yeah. Can you get me their number? Uh, yeah, we we will definitely. I'll I'll look into it. I I can definitely uh, look it up right now because it's it's I'm, it's probably like one eight hundred monkeys or something simple like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this just reminds me of one time I walked into a bar and I sat down with my girlfriend, and there was a lemon sitting on the end of the bar, a big yellow lemon, and I thought that's odd. And, and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and I said, I don't know, not my circus, not my monkeys. Well, a moment later, a friend of mine comes out of the bathroom and sits down next to the lemon and picks it up and says, mm, my I got lemon, my lemon. You like lemon? Here, smell. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. But He's needless to say, I had to admit that, yeah, yeah, he was one of my monkeys. <laughs> 
Jesus Not Christ. much working on my rodeo. <laughs> well, no, we, we cracked <laughs> up because we both happen to know the guy. Well, of course. And for, and for him to have a lemon. Yeah, weird. Well, when That's life crazy. gives you lemons, go to the bar and offer it to a friend. Right, yeah. When life gives you lemons, go to the bar and look for Greg. Or make sure you ask the people who found the iPhone how to clean it off properly. Right, because somebody was in that toilet monkey That's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if, if they were shoving that lemon in your face, you have no idea if that wasn't in a fucking spot, Johnny on the spot, man. I would not be sitting there. <laughs> The oils could you know, still that, be on. That's like that's like the that's like the back in the days of, of like, Serenity. Serenity will remember this back back in the day in a in a uh, in a pro wrestling locker room. The guys would try to gross each other out by pulling out their gym bag, and be like, "Yo, smell this." You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, but they wouldn't give you the choice. It would be you're, like you're, up in your face and them saying, "Smell this," after it's already on you. Not, right, it's it's yeah. not it's not a choice; it's an order at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's almost like waterboarding without the water. So now people can just do that with their phone. Smell my phone. <laughs> I can from here. That's the boot phone. I'm not using the iPhone 11. I want smell a vision. Case, dude, did they make scented cases for phones? Ooh, scented cases. <laughs> People are stupid and would buy them. Dude, okay, they make scented jelly shoes. Like, look, they're like sixty dollars a pair for these shoes that smell like champagne. Okay, so let's do some cases. Ooh, baby, some whiskey ones, just like the sanitation stuff at the store. Right. <laughs> whiskey shoes. What is your phone? What does your phone smell like? Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, it must be an iPhone 11 if it smells like that. (laughs) (laughs) iPhone could use that, they could roll with that and say the new iPhone really goes through some shit. Absolutely. I, I think I think the idea of scented cell phone cases is actually brilliant. I, I, I do, because, I mean, they make all these custom no, cases anyway that only weird people buy. <laughs> I would totally buy. I'd buy 10 of them. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to have to keep buying more because the scent's going to wear off eventually. Should you do, like, scratch and sniff? That way you get to enjoy it and nobody else does, you know? <laughs> nobody else does. You, know? you don't want everybody else taking all your phone smell, you know? <laughs> It's like they're worried that the other person could smell your breath, so they'll have a mint flavored one. You know, oh, your breath won't stink on the phone. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Know that, right? People believe it. Oh yeah, people believe anything. No, I think. I think if we, I think if we market this product, I think it's got to be like the uh, Jelly Belly Boomboodle, where like you get the case, but you don't know what it, what it could be. Like it could either be too fruity or rotten eggs. <laughs> be like surprise! You don't know what to do. <laughs> oh. 
You can you can set it up to you where you can identify the caller by smell. <laughs> Phone starts ringing. Just oh, oh yeah, dying answering that one. <laughs> Take a whiff, that's like oh, answer. that's George. No, oh, that's George. I'm not answering. <laughs> yeah, that's either X so or it's A one sanitation, and I'm not answering that one. <laughs> So we're really? like, sorry, I have to call you back. Now <laughs> I have to call you back. My phone doesn't we're, smell we're like patchouli anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate that. Actually, I so want other people to alert me because if it's some stinky person, I don't want to answer it. Like everybody thinks it smells like a rug. Oh, so, so, so the phone, the phone will smell like their body odor. <laughs> well, you can make it, you can make it smell like that. That's the thing. You have a choice. You can, you can set the odor of the phone to the caller. That way, you'll know. Yeah. Or you could just so, like so how, maybe, do you do how do you do that? Like if I'm getting it'll well, recognition. It's just like you can set the ringtone. You know, you can yeah. set individual ringtones right, for different colors. Like, Why not sense? Does yeah. it come out? Then well, is it like when how do we get this little puff of mist come off your smoke phone? You know, you have a caller, just run over and sniff it and find out who it is. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, that's horrible. <laughs> You go back when you go back to doing sanity, you're going to be talking about some of the shit we talked about on this show, ain't you? It's, <laughs> We're it's getting you material. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the scented cell phone cases that that's that's a ten minute bits of that's a ten minute material right there. I'm good. I've got I've got my next open mic covered. <laughs> Next thing we're going to be doing the <laughs> show, okay? All right, guys. I'm, I'm thinking about the cell phone and the toilet thing, and it reminds me of a story. Uh, a long time ago, I was sitting around, and I, I got myself in some trouble. I ordered some court fines. I had to sit a couple days in jail. And so there I am with this old man, and he's telling us about this old days when he was young and his mom used to party at the bar. There was this local bar that was a nightclub where everybody used to go, and everybody used to get really wasted and have a great time. Um but they've closed down this bar since then. Too much fun, I guess. But um, the guy's mother was there. She said, apparently, according to him, she partied so hard and then she got so sick that she ralphed up her dentures. Um, well, they went down the toilet. And, of course, she was at a loss. What do you do? Your dentures are gone, right? Well, about three months later, she gets a call from the local water treatment plant. Um, her dentures had her name and phone number printed on them, so she had them returned to her. Well, this guy was telling us all about this, and we just cracked up. We couldn't believe it. There are a lot of wisecrack one-liners came out of that. Like, I bet she had a shit-eating grin, you know. Uh, it was just she has a crappy breath or what, you know. Um, but that was hilarious. We messed with him for for a couple of days on that one. I would too. I did an interview recently on the Life Radio Show. I did an interview recently with uh, 
the host of the host and co-host of my worst holiday podcast and they were talking about a uh, a mutual contact we have that was on the story telling about his worst holiday where he went to france and his first night there i mean he had a bad experience getting there they lost his luggage he gets to the hotel he can't get into the room yet so they decide to go eat at like a shaky's pizza it's like you're in france and you're going to a shaky's pizza to eat well, he bites down, and his, one of his crowns comes off, and he swallows it. Decides that he wants it so he can have it put back on and just going to pass it. So he gets back to the hotel. He's eating a lot of fiber and stuff to try to get everything through. Goes back to the hotel, and, of course, goes when it's time to go, he goes to the bathroom with a plate and a fork. <laughs> And does his business, and well, everybody else that was with him at, in the hotel room, they headed out for for to do some do some looking around there in France. So he's in there by himself. Forgot to lock the bathroom door. The maid comes in to clean, opens the door, and he's there with this <laughs> with everything on this plate and a fork going through it. And then this maid freaks out. <laughs> And he's trying to explain what's going on, but of course there's a language barrier. So he finally gets through that situation. They go out to dinner, some nice, nice restaurant uh, later on, I think a couple days later, and it hits him again. So he does basically the same thing in this restaurant, gets arrested, or not arrested, he gets thrown out because the maitre d' comes in and catches him doing the same thing. So yeah, it was very uh, it was very weird. He, and it, finally, when he got on the plane, when he got on the plane to go back, all those laxatives and everything had been taken. Hit him finally when, like as soon as they're ready to take off. So they're they're heading up, and he just heads back to the lava the, the the lavatory in the plane, and finally, <laughs> finally that crown comes out. And he sees it down there in the lavatory basin, and there's turbulence, and it goes down the little flapper, and he loses it anyway. All that still lost the crown. <laughs> oh, after all that. Yeah. That's, Dude, I'm just thinking about that poor, I'm thinking about that poor, uh, uh, that, that poor woman that walked in on him with the plate and that. I was, I was, when I heard that story, that was. Big- that was my first concern too, because I'm hoping that the hotel. That was me. I was like for. thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm, I'm never not. coming to this sizzler again. <laughs> and I'm hoping that the hotel I, she worked for offered yeah. some kind of, <laughs> some kind of therapy or something for that. Cause that's got, that's got to mess your head up. <laughs> well, what if she was into it? She's like, Hey baby, nice turds. Yeah. Yep. You're gonna save some of that for me. And Ger- <laughs> if it was Germany, it might have been like Shiza. <laughs> been all about it. Uh, all right. Now that we've pissed off the whole world, what else are we gonna talk about? <laughs> Dude, we're not done yet. <laughs> There is, and I'm going to bring it down for a quick moment. There's a, just, just a couple things I want to I want to uh, discuss. It, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh, uh, news slash uh, entertainment related. 
number one on this weekend. Uh, uh, Bill and Ted's Face the Music has uh, uh, released. I have seen it. I've given a non-spoiler review. Ooh, guys, I I highly suggest go check it out. But I wanted to ask you guys if had has anybody uh, seen Bill and Ted Face the Music yet? I have not. <laughs> Me neither. No, I I've been super busy, but it's on my watch list. I'm ready to go for it, and I they're all muted. Anybody talking? I am not muted. You can hear me. Can you hear me? Speak now or forever hold you. You can't hear me. I think you might. I think you might be lagging a little bit. I can hear you. I want to. Yeah. I'll give a. It was weird. You guys were like, I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> but uh, no, I. I Hey, I can I can hear you. I, I must have been I must have been in a lag. I was probably in a lag. It's probably on me. Um, but uh, th that's been handled. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did. See, I'll give you I'll give you an overall. It, it, I would say it would be at least on par with uh, Bill and Ted's journey. It did not have the magic of an excellent adventure, but it was definitely worth seeing. Uh, and especially in a game going so crazy and wacky, it was nice to have kind of a uh, a, a feel good movie with a positive message. So you know, kudos, kudos to Keanu Reeves and and Alex Winter. Which the only thing I really wanted to discuss was the disappointment in Keanu Reeves. It really felt like his, uh, his, his portrayal of Ted in this movie felt very much phoned in, which is really weird since Ted was kind of designed to be Keanu Reeves in real life. But, uh, it was it was really disappointing that it felt like he just his heart wasn't in it. On the opposite end of the coin, though, that winter nail movie for somebody who hasn't played Ted in like thirty years or Bill uh, in thirty years, he still makes you believe that that's that blonde haired dude rocking it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so, I recommend time. going and seeing it. Just don't go. See it. I, I highly recommend going seeing it. Just don't go see it expecting Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. You're not getting that, but you are getting something that's worth watching. As far as the other piece of information I want to know, this is the one that will bring it down a little bit. Unfortunately, I believe it was yesterday, Chaswick Bowman, or Boswin, I, I, I forget how to pronounce his name, the Black Panther. Unfortunately, passed away at Morty's uh, of colon cancer. Kind of out of nowhere, the actor who was best uh, best known in the Marvel universe as the, uh, playing Black Panther. Uh, not much was reported on it. Simply that he. No, he's been struggling with colon cancer. Yeah, but it was never. But my question is. Why didn't they take his colon out? Not like it was well, he's been struggling with it, but the treatments available well, maybe it was to an him. Opera. 
I, it might have metastasized and went other places, but yeah, it could have been inoperable because I've uh, that, that's my family has a strong history with colon cancer. My dad's a 28 year colon cancer survivor. Uh, my grandfather on my mother's side died from colon cancer. So, yeah, I have both sides coming at me. So, I've been getting colonoscopies since I was 35. And, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely that there, there are some cases where it's inoperable. But, yeah, usually they would remove the colon and he'd, he'd have a colostomy bag. But uh, may, maybe he didn't want that. I, I don't know, or maybe it was too far gone, and he just didn't want to take the risk of the colonoscopy surgery. Who knows? He probably couldn't fit the cell phone up there. <laughs> I do have to say it's very sad, but it it unfortunately is happening to people younger and younger and younger, like people dying of heart attacks in their 30s. And, you know, like things are happening faster and uh i wish that he would have chosen a path that could have saved him or if he wasn't able to be saved i hope he enjoyed those last years that he had all right well, I, i'm I mean, under the impression See, I, I'm wondering the diet, but I'll, I'll touch that in a second. Like my first, my first and foremost impression, of course, is obviously my heart goes out to the fans and and to and to his, you know, friends and family, because you know he was very well loved, and I mean, Black Panther was such a huge success uh, within the Marvel universe, and and you know, uh, giving a positive African American role model uh, in the EU for. Uh, for people to to emulate after uh, as as, as uh, the black uh, character was portrayed, you know what that was him that uh, made living. Even Stan Lee stated that, you know. So obviously, it's a it's a really really tragic loss. With that said, though, I ask with like like with what something Serenity said, um, it happening younger to people younger and younger colon cancer cancer in general yes i kind of agree with what colin said this fact that it, it can't be for what we're eating but it is also other influences we have more people drinking nowadays doing alcohol we have more people readily available doing drugs you know whether it's something as, as, as non-invasive as marijuana as hard as crack the fact is more readily available and readily accepted. Do you think these factors to that falling age group? Maybe, but I'm not picking on. I'm not picking the people. Just you know, legitimately. Sooner. I mean, it's not just adults getting sick sooner. I'm saying children are developing sooner and. Like our life cycle is speeding up a bit or something. It just, it, it's a very wide variety of a subject because it's anyone from the age of nine on up, you know, even five, like certain kids at five-year-olds start developing things that they don't understand, you know, it's happening sooner and sooner to our children. 
Yeah, it's a sad thing. We see that all the time. Um, with you like every time you turn on YouTube, you got St. Jude's Hospital coming up with these commercials and stuff. And it's so sad. You see these little kids and they got big grins on their faces and the St. Jude people are helping them the best they can. And, and I, I got to say that's that's a very worthwhile organization. Um, and they, they push it hard. I keep seeing them on YouTube every time I turn around and it gets obnoxious, but at least they're uh, they're going in the right direction. and They're trying to help people. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you watching? That you get uh, Jude commercials. All I get is fucking fan. Like all they want to do is push gambling to me. And I, I don't know why I'm not a gambler, but YouTube, every time I watch a video, that's all I get. As algorithms, yeah, no, I get all that kind of stuff. I'm always listening to different uh, guitar videos and uh, music videos and stuff. See, I keep seeing all these presidential and local type ads. All I see is ads for politics right now, and it's not just on my device, but it's on an iPad that I have that my daughter uses. So the algorithm on a four-year-old's iPad is totally different than my algorithm, yet she keeps having the same ads pop up. I mean, it's here, at least, it's a big thing that they're pushing in on our kids. Our kids are now asking us questions about Trump. And it's like, you're five. You don't need to know what his views are on pollution or whatever, you know, like crazy. Yeah. What I think is funny, what I think is funny, and I this is, this is from personal experience, and I didn't want to touch, I didn't want to touch this, uh, with the ads and all that too much because of the fact that, you know, it is going to border on politics. I apologize in advance to, to, to our listeners as far as this. I am, and no secret of this, I am a conservative. Uh, I, I Really, I'm right of center, but you know that that day and age means I'm all, obviously far right. I'm an alternate. I'm a Nazi. Whatever. But but the matter is, is that when I watch YouTube, and if I watch a conservative show like, say, Louder with Crowder or Ben Shapiro, I get Joe Biden ads, and I get recommendations to Diamond shows. Why? Why do I get that? If that's if, if I'm not uh, uh, somebody who's a liberal or watches liberal content, why would you try to force liberal democratic my throat? I, I imagine it doesn't work the other way. If somebody's watching the Young Turks, I imagine they're not getting a Trump uh, campaign uh, commercial. So, so why? Why is that? That's something that bothers me. I don't think that's algorithm. I think that's purpose. You know. Yeah person's opinion oh yeah but i think i don't know i think it's very odd i do you want to hear an odd story that happened okay so i thought last night in my head that i want an app that you could put your zip code in your address in and it will show you the history of that property, including like the continental divides and, you know, where your land has been, right? This morning on TV, there was a commercial for something that does that. I was so half asleep. I was like barely, I, I kept trying to catch it. I hope it comes on again, but it's like you put in where you are and it shows like, how the world has moved and it doesn't give you like the history of who lived on your land, but like it shows you the continental plates shifting and where you would have been during those times going all the way back. 
But how did they know that? I was literally just thinking that in my head. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that is I, weird, especially because there's a lot of that land gets eaten up and, you know, taken back underground, turned into volcanic. Yeah. And how would you trace it? It's, well, it, it's... That's it. That 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 app kind of seems seems like uh, not just a mystery, just like a well, scam. Sure it is, but it's just weird how a commercial would come on after I just thought, wouldn't it be cool, you know, because of what we were talking about in after hours, if I could just put my area code in, my address in, and it tell me everything about the history of my property. I I'm not into politics, but I am into history. So. I want to know the history of where I am. I want to know the history of everyone. I love history. So I wish that there was an app like that. And then this weird one popped up on a commercial on my TV. I don't like it. Alexa pops up all the time. The other day, Alexa popped up and told me my biometrics. Okay. You know what that is, right? Well, yeah. I mean, but I've had this experience with Facebook. And 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 the fact that you know your phone or your computer is always moving. If you're if your microphone for for podcasters especially guys, if you're not broadcasting or recording, turn off your mic, turn off your computer. You know, the phone I do that as much. I've had it numerous times with my phone. I know it's constantly listening to me, and and the algorithm. Book is constantly listening because that that app never shuts off, no matter how much you, you click off or, or wipe or whatever. Shut, shut close down, it never shuts off. I have literally had ads pop up for things that I just had a conversation with somebody face to face. Yeah, like if I was talking about if I was talking about like bubblegum flavored toothpaste, they will literally start showing me ads on fucking Facebook for Yes. No, I, I haven't been on Facebook. You know, there, there, there's no joke in that. Yeah. No, seriously. They're, they're listening all the time. And I got to tell you on my phone, I have a little light that comes up that I have a lot of friends with the same phone. And this little green light, just tiny, tiny light pops up on my phone. I know when people are listening to me. It's really weird. I'll try to catch a picture of it one of these days, but... It's very interesting. Yeah, they're listening. And, you know, I don't care if they do. I'm not doing anything bad. If they want to listen to me teach my kid how to write oh. her ABCs, record it. <laughs> it bothers me. It bothers me. I'll give you a perfect example. There was a time uh, at my old apartment where I had an Xbox 360 with the uh, Connect bar, you know, the, uh, the, the camera bar. My bedroom. And at the time, I was with a girl and, and all that who lived with me. And, and, you know, she was in getting changed in the bedroom. And all of a sudden, she's like, babe, it looks like the camera's on on the Xbox. The Xbox was shut off. But it was lit up. The, the, the camera bar, the connect bar, lit up. I literally disconnected through the fucking camera bar right then and there. Because, like... Even without the system on, it seemed like they were turning on and watching what you do in your house with your with your camera, whether you were online or not. Yeah. So, guys, I highly recommend if you're not 
any type of electronic device, camera or microphone, you're not using it directly right now, unplug it. And that, again, this is this is no joke because it does seem like blatantly just jump into your uh, in, into your privacy. They will invade your privacy. Okay. For whatever reason, I don't care. I don't care if it's like you know, the guy, you know, sniffing girls' panties or whatever, or if it's just simply for marketing and advertising. They're still invading your privacy without your knowledge. I, I have yeah, that's what they do. algorithms for companies for advertisement, and he traces algorithms based on searches and stuff like that, and things that you hear through, like yeah, Google listening to you or you talking to some machine saying, "Hey, turn on this song or whatever." Yeah, they're listening. They're out there. I just don't know why we accept it so easily, and we're like, "Oh, let's put them all over the house." Well, I, I'm a lonely guy, and it just warms my heart to know that somebody's listening. So Alexa is your best friend. <laughs> I, I don't have one. <laughs> I've never used Alexa or any of that other crap like that. I, I, I my, my house is not a digital house, so you know, I just if I, if I threw my computer out and my phone, there'd be nothing. I'd be good. I didn't even know how to use well, the again, Google you're, thing you're, until like two weeks ago. Somebody had to program my phone to use it. <laughs> well, Don, you're you're a podcaster and all that, and like you said, you're a when you're done. Asking, do you shut off your? No, I don't usually shut off any of it. I do. I I'm never home, so what? I don't know what they're listening to. If they're listening to my dog fart, maybe. But I'm I'm like hardly ever here, so they might catch me running naked into the bedroom every now and then. And you know, more power to them. But <laughs> I, I I don't know. We're we're we lost all privacy a long time ago. So you know. It's the it's these things right here. I blame them. Damn it. Well, yeah, I've had it where I'm sitting there talking with somebody about uh, some type of band or something. We were thinking about studying for, uh, for to do a music project, and and all of a sudden I'll put on YouTube and it'll come up in my recommended playlist, and I'm like, how is it recommending that? We were just talking about it. I have not even searched it on YouTube yet, but they know. Yeah, I've I've had it in my phone. I've had it like sitting down, and it'll pop up all of a sudden something that needs to be to the point that it's borderline criminal because it really is an you know. So I mean, it, it really is something that I, I don't know the legality of it, that, that whether it's right. And I mean, I've noticed it more and more. And you guys can correct me on this if long or or whatever but i've noticed it at least or along the same lines as when somebody like president obama 
allowed telemarketers to be able to call cell phones. That used to be illegal. Yeah, it did. I think they used to not be allowed to call cell phones. They were only allowed to call landlines. Obama changed that and made it where, you know, um, well, what what changed that is he did it. Uh, he did it. Yeah, what, what and, changed that is lobbyists. Lobbyists got in there and they and they they changed whatever laws they want to because this honestly we're no longer run by a government. We're run by businesses. This whole country, the whole economy. That's what basically makes the decisions. When you have money in politics and businesses in politics, this is what you get. So, you know, when you, and the, and then of course there's the, the Patriot Act, which is nothing of the sort that basically allowed all kinds of shit to spy on everything. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of issues that cause what we're currently in. Problem is how the problem is dismantling it. <laughs> I don't even think it's dismantling it. I mean, it's in place and we, we obviously can't. It's in place, and we obviously can't do anything about it. I think I think it's along the lines of uh, educating ourselves to learn how to block it, deal with it, or at least protect ourselves in some way, shape, or form from it. If that makes sense, I think I think there's no way we can get rid of it, so we might as well learn how we can at least protect ourselves from it. Right. See, I, I'm not even I'm, I'm not even worried like a lot of people about the government listening because the, the government isn't smart enough. It's it's advertising that is anytime there's a shift in media, the advertising is going to keep up with it. If it's a shift from it went from regular TV to cable TV, the advertising followed. It went from cable to movies to streaming. The advertising followed. Now they're the social media. The advertising followed advertising. That's, I mean, that, again, that's where the money is. I mean, again, that's yeah, that's what they're right, pushing you, for. You think about it. if they're say on the cell phone for a second. I'm going to get you guys on this right now. Right now, people are fucking scared to death of of the idea of microchipping. You know, getting get, getting microchips and play that way we could just swipe our hand over something to pay for for our, our, our things or have our. our identification like we'll never have to carry a drug. you're done whatever you know but people are so old to to just you know hackers and all all that shit but it, aren't we dealing that with cell phones right now like they're allowing access to listening to your conversation for advertising, they're allowing uh, 
uh, the day so they can use it again against you in a court of law if they need to and stuff like that. Like these these things are happening with the cell phones we're carrying in our pockets. How long, uh, like all of us use our phones for 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 checking our bank account all right not sure what happened there <laughs> i wonder if we're actually still recording yeah the program runs whether or not chris is here oh okay. online but uh, yeah, I, I see where he was going with that though, because we do use our phones for all kinds of stuff. We use our phones for our banking information, for our shopping. Um, the, the cell phone holds all of your info for your debit card, for all that kind of stuff. And to have access to that at your fingertips is great. But you know, when others are infiltrating that information for the point of, oh, let's market and target these people for certain products. I mean, that, that's where it, you kind of draw the line. Like, is that right? Should they be doing that? Should we be allowing that? And, and I never signed anything that said they could do this. So what the hell? Oh, absolutely not. It's a total invasion of your privacy. But I mean, I guess it's 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 one of those things. Other than getting rid of all your electronics, how do you how do you handle it? How do you get get a handle on it when you know in order to get a law passed to stop it is going to take well, literally, an act of Congress, which they aren't willing to do because they're being basically paid by the uh, lobbyists to not. Why don't we just take right. people off of our phones and use Tor browsers and get rid of the whole Google connection because Google is the one that's mainly doing all this stuff. You know, Google's the one who tracks us through maps. Google's the one who listens to us. So you know, why don't we just remove Google from our phone and use a different browser, one that isn't as regulated, one that lets you hear the truth a lot more freely? Right. Well, that that's an option. But Google's got like the the their thumb on the market that direction when it comes to searching for stuff. No, can't. but OK, so you can't like on, on my phone. I have I have an actual. Right. Have you ever well, that, that's used a point. Tor browser? That's my point. With an iPhone, you can do that because with uh, with uh, with uh, with Androids, with Androids, they have they have contracts with Google. All Google products on on your Android cannot be deleted, cannot be shut off. Yeah, you can use a different browser all you want, but you can't delete Chrome from your from your phone. You can't delete Gmail from your phone, like. They are they are there because Android owned by Google. The right, they all got the their fingers in the pot. They've all got money right. invested, so they want us to be targeted. Benefits everyone in their community. They think it'll make our life easier because we'll only see what we want to see. But you know. I thumbs down every commercial that I possibly can. You know, whether I like it or not, you're getting a thumbs down. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like an intrusion. Mm -hmm. 
I'll tell you, the things that the things that pissed me off is on YouTube, especially. Uh, YouTube now has gotten so bad with their commercials. They will put they, they used to put one commercial video. In a ten minute video, you get one commercial that you could skip in five seconds. Now all of a sudden they're making five second commercials and dropping two of them at a time that you can't skip, and you'll get three or four of those interruptions in a ten minute video. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And they turn around like, well, if you want to get rid of the ads, you could pay it and then go join premium. So, you know, <laughs> if you don't like the interruptions, you can pay for the premium package. Otherwise, not just as we can. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like having a podcast and putting commercials on your podcast to get sponsorships. I mean, yeah, you, you, can, you can also offer a paper download that don't have the commercials. Because that, that's the thing. Well, we're, you know, in order to monetize these programs on YouTube or even to monetize a podcast, you have to get promos, you have to get advertising. So at the same time, where are you gonna where are you gonna get sponsorship if you're not putting any promos out on your shows? So it's 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 all a money thing. But here's but here's the problem. Right, but here's here's the major problem. You're getting commercials on videos to channels. that aren't monetized. They're the, 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 the content creators are not making the money YouTube is. Nope, there he goes again. <laughs> Well, isn't it true that YouTube will pay you to put ads on your videos depending upon your views? Like, right. Say Once you have a certain amount of views, yeah. then you're able to monetize, and then you can. Yeah. That, yeah. And, but but again, so, like he's saying, they're putting at the beginning of every video whether or not they you have three views. Last check. Yeah. Right, and whether you're consenting to it or not. Right. Exactly, because there's yeah, yeah, cons consent's not much the of a thing, thing anymore. Right now, what's that? That's how they remain. Free. You have to right now. The rules. Yeah. The rules well, the advertising is paying right, right for now. It. The rules. The rules for monetization. So we get advertisements so that way we get the videos for free. We get free videos, but it comes at a cost because you have the inconvenience of all these stupid ads. But let's just remember it's like the postal exactly. service. We have to support what we have. But uh as far as monetization of a channel, uh the rule is you have to maintain a thousand viewers and a average of four thousand you know, four thousand uh I don't know if you had to watch the whole video or just four thousand clicks on your videos a month, whatever. But uh that is that is the monetization of YouTube right now, which I don't have a problem with. What I have a problem with is if I'm not making those numbers, how can you still advertise on my shit and I don't get any money for it? Right. That that I agree with. If you didn't agree to advertise it and you're not getting anything for it, yeah, why should, why should you? But at the same time, they're still putting your shit out there. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
you know, we're, we're screwed either way. <laughs> well, yeah, they want you to put all but this time into it. But they want you to wait that's around forever <laughs> to pay you. That's what I have for after hours. That's what I have for after hours tonight, guys. Why don't we go ahead and head over to Colin's Corner and his inspirations and we'll get this one wrapped up. Hey, thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, today I'm looking at some positive things. Uh, nothing too major. It was kind of a slow week, but um, well, I did find the local paper here. So they're talking about uh, a rap auction. Um, apparently in New York, there's this uh, this uh, Sotheby's uh, auction house, and they're going to be uh, auctioning off items from rival rappers, such as Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur. Um They've got a little photo here in the local paper talking about it. And uh, it says this photo provided by Sotheby's shows some of the Tupac Shakur's letters written in 1987 and 88 to Katie Loy, a fellow student at the Baltimore School of the Arts. 42 page, pages chronicle their approximately two-month-long romance. The letters are up for auction at Sotheby's, the first ever dedicated to hip-hop a dedicated hip-hop auction at a major international auction house. So I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, Tupac's pretty popular and uh, Biggie, at least they used to be before they died. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Sotheby's is so respectable. I mean, they do Jack Kennedy, they do Elvis, they do the Beatles. So I think that it's good that they're kind of getting into a new generation because, you know, they need to upgrade in order to get to a newer generation so i think it's awesome that they're learning from what's going down that they have to be a little bit more current on affairs well yeah and you look I, at it i agree i think i think i, de I definitely think it's uh something that's very respectful to the, to, to the rap community and i think it, it's something respectful to the rest of the community to have something from rap with situation all around. I agree. I think it'll turn out to be a good one. I think it'll come up with a lot of money. We'll have to see what they sell for. Keep track of it. I want to keep I want to know the story and what they sell for. They always publish it. Oh yeah. Yeah they always put down on that stuff. Like what went for a million dollars or some crazy shit. Yeah, let's just see if there's some toilet paper that was sold for 40 bucks, you know? <laughs> it's possible. You never know. I mean, uh, Tupac could have blew his nose if somebody kept it. Yep. Or dropped it in a porta potty and somebody had tongs. One or the other. Right. Tupac's cell phone from the porta potty in LA. Yeah. That would sell for a half mil. Easy. <laughs> Right, especially if it came with the tongs, tongs used to extract it, that'd be even that even more valuable. Right, and the smell of vision. Because the, the smell of vision. It's Tupac, so there's a good chance those were solid gold tongs too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the smell of vision app too. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. But an autograph from the dude who used the tongs to get the, the, the extract the phone. Nasty. <laughs> so there's that. Um, With your mission, Colin. Yeah, there was that I was looking at. Um, and then on top of that, I looked at, I saw this, uh, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom welcome their first child. Daisy Bloom. Uh, yeah, so so I'm wondering, I mean, are they going to dress this kid up in all kinds of colorful outfits like Katy, or is he going to be dressed like a pirate like Orlando? I think that she's going to be adorable. Oh my God, I can't wait to see her grow. Right. It says here, uh, Katy Perry has given birth to a baby girl named Daisy Dove Bloom. Daisy Dove. Okay. But it's Daisy Bloom. Think about it. If you take out Dove, it's Daisy Bloom. It's so cute. Like, I love it all the way around. Yeah, that's kind of cute. So, uh, good for them, you know? It's it's a lot better than I mean, a lot of celebrity cute. kid names. That's for sure. Well, it's yeah, better than blanket. All right, come on, don't pick on Northwest. It's better than blanket. No offense, blanket. Don't pick on Northwest. That that's low hanging fruit. Or Elon Musk naming his fucking kid like emojis. <laughs> right. Letters and numbers that equal something in programming terms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Am I? But the biggest thing, the biggest thing I'm taking away from this is Katy Perry actually hooked up with Orlando Bloom. Like I know he was the sexiest chick in Lord of the Rings, but I, I, I you know, I guess she kissed a girl and she liked it. <laughs> Maybe he dressed up like a chick. That's all I'm taking away from this. <laughs> well, anything. Hey, Legolas was hot. Okay. There's a lot of actors who did a lot of weird shit. I'm not even going to put my opinion on this, okay? I'm zipping it. Nothing to be said about it. Yeah, well, anyhow, uh, so they did have a baby, um, and that's great. Um, and a, another thing I just have to interject here is, is kind of funny. My buddy Todd came over last night, and he's uh, one of my bass player friends. And so he's telling me how he's hanging out with a friend and they're on the couch and he looks up at the TV and he shifts around a little bit, puts his elbow down on the edge of the couch like this. And he looks over and the dog is like looking at him going like this weird face, like drooling and shit. And he's like, what's wrong with your dog? And he's like, oh, he's got the shock collar on him. And he's like, is he getting shocked? He's like, I think so. You might be sitting on the remote. He sat there for like two minutes, and they're looking on the couch for the remote and everything. And the dog's going, eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible to hear my buddy explain it. I was just, I was cracking up. And they finally found the damn remote. Um, but the dog got shocked for like two minutes straight. Is that like a microwave to a cat? I'm like... <laughs> Wow, is he okay? Is it? Oh, is he? The okay? dog was okay, um, but That's I, harsh, I imagine he probably uh, didn't like him after that. No, every, every time I said he comes around, I get shocked for two minutes. <laughs> two yeah, minutes. Don't let him sit on the couch. Walking around right now, still trying to figure out. What that poor dog is walking around right now, still trying to figure out what the hell it did. Yeah, yeah that, that dog's got a permanent twitch now. 
Change his name to Twitchy. Yeah. Sparky. <laughs> My next. And for the next phones. Sparky. Yeah, there you go. I, I have. <laughs> had a neighbor that had a dog named Sparky, and I said they named him that because he's so old. He has a little defibrillator. It's not a shock collar. It's a defibrillator now. This dog was ancient because I remember the dog when I was a freaking kid almost. Okay. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. It, it, the dog was trained to crap in my yard, but it was nothing but dust, so it didn't really worry me. So I have a friend who has a dog, <laughs> and a dog named Stain. So, hey, Chris, if you were going to be calling this dog Stain to come inside, what would you what would you call her out the door? Call Stain. Exactly. I so. got. It. Oh, I had a I had a cat I named Shitter because that's all it did. You know? <laughs> oh, oh man! But uh, actually, I have a. Uh, I have a, I have a uh, inspirational story, a, a kind of a feel good story, uh, especially after the animal names that we just came up with. I think we really yeah, we, yeah, we need to really we need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. Spin on this because uh, wow, <laughs> this. This week, during uh, during this week in 1943, the USS Harmon is commissioned. It was the first U.S. Navy warship to be named after a Black American. The destroyer was named after Leonard Roy Harmon, a sailor who gave his life during World War II. Harmon was a native Texan who enlisted with the United States Navy and served aboard the U.S. to San Francisco. Yes, sadly, that, uh, sadly at that point in the history, he was limited to in the roles that he could uh, play aboard a ship. Nevertheless, he seems it seems that he worked hard and excelled. He was soon promoted to mess attendant first class assignment, but it would not be his final mark on the U.S. Navy. Harmon was with the San Francisco in 1942 when that vessel became engaged the critical uh, naval battle of oh god uh Guadalcanal Guadalcanal uh, uh, the Japanese were taking one last swipe at regain an airfield that they lost in the Solomon Islands. Fortunately, Allied forces would manage to defeat Yep. And Hartman was in, 
in the thick of it. On November 1942, San Francisco was under heavy attack. Harmon was sent above deck to help the pharmacist mates. Uh, their task locate wound uh, the wounded and help them to the lower deck. Dorian James D. Hornfisher describes the scene that would have faced Harmon. Uh, he said ladders were blown away and and. And throughout the ship, hatches jammed and the threat of shrapnel fire and flood all encompassing. Moving up and interesting. Yeah, are we lose him again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he's got to get. We got to get that fixed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an Ethernet thing. Yeah. And he said he's got quite a distance from one room to the next for his uh, internet, so it could cut out a little bit. Uh, apparently, pulled in unconscious. He's still going. Yeah, still there. Doesn't know we're going. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even realize it. Oh God, this is funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to go through that whole story. We'll ask him to transcribe it. We'll discuss it over here while he's. Over there, right. reading. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Tree in my yard with all the friends. It's so funny. Yeah. I am recording in the middle of a hurricane. No. See, that's that's the fun thing with with live shows. This is why I, you know, I, if this show was and live, as a result of this courageous deed, he was killed. Like nothing was happening. Only six months later, the Secretary of the Navy announced that a warship will be He's named back. in Harmon's honor. USS Harmon was officially commissioned on August thirty first, nineteen forty three. It had first fellow sailor and for his country. So this year, uh, uh, this week, the naming of USS Harmon in honor of a uh, sailor who lost his life protecting a shipmate. So that, that I thought that was kind of feel good. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's all kinds of great stories like that when it comes to military things and and whatnot. You know, and you, sometimes you can find them. Like Chris sent me, I think you sent me a copy of that particular article or one similar. Yeah, we, we lost a lot of that, but you know, when, we got the gist of it. It's good. Yeah, I cut it on a little bit. Yeah, you're going to have to rewatch. That was priceless. That story <laughs> was so priceless. It's like when a woman's talking to a man. You you just <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to do, <laughs> used to do that with my ex just while she was talking. I'd set the phone down for a bit, come back and pick it up. She's still going. Set it back. Yep. Do you guys totally. We not a, not a lot of it now. No, but you know what? It was better that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Chris. You're fun to watch. That was awesome. <laughs> Applause for that one. That was an awesome one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
not that one, but yeah, the place where I <laughs> like I tell my friends when they do something silly, golf clap. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to argue. <laughs> I think. So anyhow, there's been no more shocked dogs lately. I I think I think we need to. I think. <laughs> I think we got um I didn't get a chance it. to go to that oh, cool. Metallica show. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think we gotta argue with Chris Rudder. I think it's time to go to Zoom. I I think I think uh yeah. stream play, StreamYard is just not well, uh, I'll talk to A one sanitation. Golf I'll clap. talk to A one sanitation, see if they found <laughs> All right, a really guys, long with that Ethernet note, I guess we're gonna, uh, too. <laughs> unless Colin has anything else to bring up for duration, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. I've got plenty of editing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Chris. Oh, you missed it. Shortest outro ever. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. I've um, got one. That's no. why it's going to be handled this week. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess it means that way. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist and just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>